Hello everyone, this is Baba Tunde Fatai, the creator of XR Atlas Podcast and an XR software engineer with about five years of experience in the industry. I'm naturally inquisitive about the emerging technologies and philosophical matters. Welcome to XR Atlas. XR Atlas podcast focuses on exploring XR and metaverse technologies to better understand how these technologies are shaping the collective future of the human race. Episodes include conversations with enthusiasts, developers, designers, and leaders in the XR industry to better understand their unique and diverse point of view. With the advancement of extended reality technology and metaverse technology, the digital world is expanding at an alarming rate. Many industries are benefiting from XR technology because it produces more efficient processes, maximizes training, empowers brands to reach their customers in new and innovative ways, and allows individuals to collaborate in virtual settings. The buzz around XR and metaverse technology has steadily increased since the beginning of the 21st century and saw an even bigger swell when Facebook changed its name to Meta. But the application of this technology goes beyond allowing people to collaborate virtually or gaming. This episode of XR Atlas podcast has been one that I've been looking forward to for a long time. I'll be having a conversation with Christopher Lafayette and imagine technologies in the virtual and augmented reality space, applying his talents to metaverse education, web TV, and related technology. He is working for a more equitable culture in technology, serving as a Silicon Valley national and international speaker, thought leader, and advocate for great expansion of community in technology that includes cross-culture. Christopher created Gadavas, a global gathering discussing humanity's first standard of education, safety, privacy, wellness, equality, community development, and accessibility in the next steps of creating the metaverse. Christopher saw a critical need for going beyond the technical aspects of creating the metaverse to include humanity itself in the conversation about what the metaverse can be and should be, and how it could best benefit those that will ultimately inhabit it, and that is what this episode will focus on, how to create a humane and inclusive metaverse. Great to have you here, Christopher. Well, thank you for your gracious invitation to spend some time with you uh, to be able to explore and chop some wood with you, and I'm looking forward to it. Thank you very much, man. So uh, the focus of this podcast, at this episode, will be creating a more humane and inclusive metaverse. But I don't know if you've had time to look through my um, episodes. I've tried to focus on certain things, for example, consciousness and the metaverse. But one thing that always comes up is how do we create a more humane metaverse? How do we create a more inclusive metaverse? How do we make the metaverse or at least extra related products safer for people to use? And one comment that I did make in my last episode was, yeah, this expert was here and he was speaking a lot about how um, XR really revolutionized the medical industry, right? But we got to inclusivity and creating a more humane metaverse. And I think that is one of the most important discussions that needs to be had now. At least let people understand what it takes. Let people start trying to think in that aspect. Not just people, the companies that are making things happen. I think they need a jolt in the right direction. They need to know exactly how to think about it. And that is why I'm so happy to have you here. Um, welcome to the show, Christopher. Thank you, Baba Tunde. How are you doing, Christopher? I'm doing good, Baba Tunde. How are, how are you? I'm doing awesome. Um, I would like the, the guests to know that meet Christopher. There is a hell of a lot about you to know. So I would like them to meet you. Please tell them Christopher is a bit of introduction. Um, my name is Christopher Lafayette, uh, emerging technologist, humanitarian, and have had the pleasure of speaking all over the world 
on a number of different topics concerning the metaverse and I've had the pleasure of speaking when talking about the XR ecosystem which XR meaning acronym extended reality uh, uh, interculturalist which really is somebody that explores global cultures I'm a virtual world explorer I have been for some time and I have been studying this technology and other emerging technologies such as artificial intelligence and fintech, uh, crypto assets, blockchain, robotics, and a host of other emerging technologies and some technologies that haven't emerged yet. I've been studying a lot of these for a number of years. And with such a focus on where we're at today uh, in enterprise and in society of the emerging metaverse, and how all these technologies abide within the eco-habitat. I've been looking at that, but also more closely, looking how culture plays a proactive role in the ecosystem of technology as well, which there's some things I'm sure that we'll be touching on here soon, Bob Attende. It was nice meeting you, Christopher. I was hoping for things a bit personal because as much as I'm um, focused on task, Metaverse XR, I think it's also more about what really drove you to be here right now. What defines Christopher? I think a part of it is is a plea for humanity being greatly injected into the conversation of technical development and creativity. I founded a platform called Gatherverse last year, which is really taking off. It's one of the biggest metaverse-based event platforms and community and humanitarian platforms for the metaverse in the world. And we have thousands in our community that really, really are for a humanity first approach when it comes to when it comes to the metaverse. And that's followed with the seven standards of the metaverse, which I architect last year, um, that's doing really well and interpreted very well by individuals and companies, enterprises and startups. It's supposed to focus on accessibility, education, equality, community development, privacy, safety, and wellness. And for a lot of people, when you're focused on these specific verticals, you tend to look at them not as communities. And one of the things that I just think it's so urgent to be considered that for all these years that we've been building, and extended reality that hardware and software was meant to be used by people and the consumers if you will enterprise or not really are what we're, we've been building for for so long and so i've been doing the responsibility or inherited if you will the responsibility and really taking the lead in making sure that we as technologists understand that who we've been building for is the greater world and civilization. And when it comes to the expertise of the metaverse, it's not the ones that specifically built it. It's the ones that will inhabit the metaverse and that will build and create within these virtual ecosystems, plural, in one singular metaverse. And so for me, a big part of this is getting those professionals that aren't necessarily the contributors when it comes to the code and the very granular aspects of building uh, this ecosystem and, and design and getting the professionals that will use this, these educators and 
surgeons and doctors and mental wellness therapists and getting those that are part of uh, commercial realty, getting those that are part of manufacturing, getting people that are in athletics, getting musicians and all the different types of people and you know whether it's people that deal in governance and, and legal considerations and getting them to the metaverse safely, these thousands of communities and millions of people humanely. And so that's a big part of what the focus has been and current focus, which is a real tall task and an obstacle to be able to do, uh, especially when you start looking from transmetropolitan uh, continent to continent, um, country to country, state to state, and city to city, town to town, and neighborhood to neighborhood, is how are we pulling and bringing in communities and we're not leaving them behind? How are we bringing in communities from all different parts of the world and all different types of backgrounds, all different types of cultures and both sides of the political or the multi-sides of the political aisles? How are we bringing communities here when it comes to the metaverse? What is your earliest memory of XR? That was the first time you came in contact with XR. And what was that like that decided that made you decide to go on this journey? Your earliest memory of XR and metaverse-related uh, products. Yeah, yeah. So for me, um, for years, I've been a fan of sci-fi and I've been a fan of storytelling. Um, my favorite approach towards this, towards this ecosystem is overall, ultimately, storytelling, number one. And then I would say also a number one is the exploration of the human body, its capabilities, what it can do, what it can't do, what are its limitations, what are its success opportunities within this eco environment. My first contact with extended reality per se um, goes back a number of years ago. And for me, it was a fascinating and very different experience from the flat world of design that I have known for many years that I can one day not just stare at my device and stare at my creativity, but I can get in and walk and interact within it. And I kind of felt like I, it's, it's interesting when you look at extended reality on this end, because, you know, we look at design, you know, you may be building a typographic or a graphic logo and a poster or a flyer and, you know, or a, a website and, you know, you interact with it off of what someone else has expressed, you know, what's come from their mind, if I could put it like that. And you're, you're, we're interacting with this people's people's visions, people's thoughts, you know, we're interacting with, with their creativity. And this is how it's come to manifest. And we make financial decisions based on the creative happenings of what's come from other people's minds, if you will. And they've, and they've, they've taken these things and they've created stations of resource for us. They've created ways and directional paths for us based on what was in their mind and the collective, you know, uh, uh, thought partnerships that have, that, have, that have come together to build things to be able to ultimately lead the consumer that's consuming this information, this, this, this media, if you will, this content. And so when you look at extended reality, that opens it up more beyond, uh, if you will, the creative and the developer and the visionary. And it brings it to a much more human collective expansion because 
if the internet was extended reality, then we would call it that. And it is a it is a it is a small reflection of an extended reality. It already is. Just like the metaverse. The metaverse isn't new, it's emerging, but we've been contributing to the to the metaverse collectively together for a while before, before the internet. This is through the ages of this it through the ages and dispensations of time. If you've been, you know, all the way dating back, I wrote about this dating back even to the Grecians. When you start to write and to be able to start creating design in that capacity, books, if you will, all of that information is collectively added to the development of the metaverse. And this is critically important. And, and I've been talking about this as late, so I'm, I'm going to share it here. Extended reality is an, is an engine and it needs an engine to be able to perform and function. And I know a lot of people in my industry have put great emphasis, which they should have on the gaming engines, which are very appropriate, but never ever think that the gaming engine will supersede the human engine. The human engine is what's most important when it comes to where we're at and the development today when it comes to the metaverse. The human engine supersedes and really f is fuel for the gaming engine and not the other way around. And so you can have art without technology, but you cannot have technology without art. Just to clarify, when you say the human engine, what exactly do you mean? Do you mean how we interact as humans? Or what exactly do you mean that the human engine is separate from the human engine? There is no more advanced computational power than the human mind on this planet. Agreed. Yeah. There's no supercomputers. There's nothing that's been designed of of, 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 of a, with, that's packed by a microchip. I don't care how much AI you put into it. You, you're not even, and, and let me say this, you're not even, we're not even close as a collective whole with all the technologists in the world and all that's ever been to be able to create and to be able to, in the power of the human brain and the mind. So when I talk about the human engine, it's exactly that human contribution towards everything that goes into creativity, everything that goes into architectural development, everything that goes into ingenuity, whether that's being industrious or ingenuity when it comes to prototype developments, uh, whether we go into our alpha or beta, all the different things that make up the whole process of business and all the things that we have to have an appreciation for the need for greater contribution. And here's why I say this now. You can unconsciously contribute and you can consciously contribute. For the most part, humanity has unconsciously contributed to the development of the metaverse. Now we need to move to the other side of we need to consciously contribute to the metaverse to be aware of this is what it's being built for now. Do you not think creating metaverse systems or metaverse ecosystems, like at least Fortnite to an extent and every other Meta, for example, creating metaverse ecosystems. Do you not think that's a conscious decision? Do you think they are just unconsciously trying to create more business to grow? For those that know, yes. For those that know, yes. Those that, that build, yes. But see, this is the thing with extended reality. When you take a website, that's a representation of a thing of any industry that may exist built on whatever that person's intent on building is. But when you take extended reality, you're extending. Now we're taking we're taking people's existence and we're extending that into operate within it. See, that's the difference between a website and extended reality. 
a website we look at, extended reality we operate within, well, that mimics our real world standards that we find ourselves that we were born into. And we were born into a reality. We were born into an ecosystem in which we operate, move. And so extended reality is allowing us to extend that. Those are two different frameworks altogether. So to your to your to your point, which is this is well met, the people that are contributing consciously to the build and development of the metaverse or XR, if you will, for the most part on the XR side of things, they have a better sense of what's happening and what it's for, its use cases, how it pairs with other technologies. But but we must consider that there's two things. One when these things are being built just because the intention is in the beginning is 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 intention for it to be used as one way we've known through history that people will take technologies that were meant for something and they use it completely for something different and a lot of people weaponize a lot of people can weaponize these technologies and use it not for good but for harm so there's there's that one part of the appeal for humanity the other part of it is is the, I would say, the more organic and natural contribution is to make sure that you have all stakeholders involved in the development because here's the deal. If we're gonna extend reality, then we must bring reality with it. And you cannot have a metaverse without the collective contribution of the great majority of the world. You cannot have that. You absolutely cannot. How can you extend reality if you don't bring reality with it? Why would we call it extended reality? We should call it, it should be AX instead of uh, instead of, instead of XR, because AX would be more appropriate alternative reality as opposed to extended reality. If you're gonna build an alternative reality, then that's a little bit different. Now that's going more towards vertical specific ownership and focus on what it is that you would like to see. But extended reality is quite different. They are different. So you are saying because the reality is extended, which means it is extrapolated from our reality. And we should try to bring our humanity from the real reality into that extended reality. That's the purest minimum we can do at least. And to know that it exists, that it abides, and that we can use it as a common tool and utility to make our present reality, which is this real reality, this physical terra firma reality, better. We don't extend reality to go in there to escape the reality that we're in. We build extended reality to be able to make the current reality that we're in better. I agree absolutely with that. And I think that's what your seven standards of the metaverse are all about. So can you speak a bit more about those? I, I think I, I found those very fascinating, please, by all means. What are the seven standards of um, the metaverse and what drove you to make them and what sort of impacts do you hope they make? So there's humanity, there's accessibility, there's education, there's equality. There's community development, there's safety, privacy, and wellness for all. The framework behind this is, one, thinking of the metaverse in short, is that it's a virtual ecosystem of communication and interaction. The framework of the metaverse and the seven standards, what the seven standards does is it allows passage, it's used as a safeguard, it's used as a vehicle for those that were within those sectors and approaches to be able to come in. But it's, but it's more than just that. When I built and, and I started working on the framework of the seven standards of the metaverse, I thought about the natural ingress into a virtual environment. So on one hand, we have humanity, and that's acknowledging people, community, 
even animals, plants, nature. The next step is accessibility. How can I access that which I don't know exists? How can I access that which I don't know how to get there? And when I do arrive at the gates to be able to enter into the metaverse, is the hardware and software that I have available to me, was that built for someone that made it? Or was it built for someone that's like me if I have a disability, if I'm part of the disability community? So within that whole access, so we have access. Now, once I enter into the metaverse and the further I go, as soon as I ingress into that environment, education automatically into any environment that you walk into for the first time, you study that. You immediately begin to study any environment that you walk into. There's not an environment that you walk into that you don't study because you, how big this room is, how space, what's the space, what's happening, what's the activity, the colors, the lighting, all of that your body begins to study. Your body adjusts to what it walks into. Absolutely. And so now that you ingress into this virtual environment, you begin to study it. And so that's education. Now here's the deal, Baba, today. And for all those that are listening, when you walk into an environment, one of the reasons you're studying is to make sure that you're safe, there's wellness, and making sure that you belong there. The makeup and the composition and the development of that virtual space and environment. If you do not, for whatever reason, feel comfortable going there, how many times have we walked into a restaurant, looked around and said, I, I'd rather go across the street. And you've gone to a place that was more to your liking, more to your environment. Now, guess what? So education is happening. But the other part of it is, is once you identify that this is an environment and a place that you want to be, and you've educated yourself on that, then you've accepted staying in this space. And now you're part of that community. You are now part of that. You are inherently part of that community ecosystem. So then the next standard we have after education, it's, excuse me, I forgot, equality. You want to make sure that you belong there. <laughs> no one wants to be in a place where they don't belong. Once you've scanned a place, once you've identified and educated yourself on the place, then there's equality, making sure that you're welcome in there. Once you know that you're welcome in there, then there's community and the community is being developed. But once that happens, while you're in that community, Baba Tunde, and while we're inside that community, we want to make sure that there's safety and privacy. We want to make sure that we're safe. No one wants to go purposely go into an environment um, with the idea of being harmed. They don't have a desire for that. Some people have to go in those environments. But you're going in an environment hoping that there's safety and privacy. But then the next step is one of the most important steps, which is wellness. We just had a major wellness summit a couple of weeks ago, uh, which was well attended, a mental wellness summit. Because if you don't have wellness, you don't have a metaverse. And when you're in that virtual environment, now that you feel like there's safety and privacy, Guess what? You don't go in there to just go in there. We go into these environments to be edified, don't we? We go into these environments because we want to grow. We want to flourish. And so wellness. No one goes into a steakhouse saying, I can't wait to go get a bad steak. People go in that steakhouse because they want something delicious to eat, a bowl of good food. It could be steak. It could be, you know, a delicious piece of anjaro. It could be a delicious, it could be delicious Indian, whatever food experiences you want something that's gonna that's gonna enhance your wellness that's well for you so there you have wellness that's one approach of the standards seven standards in the metaverse and then there's an approach that i gave before that which is dealing on a much more humane level and a much more expansive and broader level uh, we need to have those communities that build in humanity that build in education that build in accessibility 
our community developers and builders. We need our people with cybersecurity that deal in safety and privacy. We need our people that are dealing with equitable situations of diversity, equity, inclusion, belonging, intersectionality, interculturalists, transmission. We, we want to be able to deal with communities that are dealing with uh, transcultural communication, multicultural development and awareness. We want to make sure that all of our communities that we have out here that will feel safe and that belong here. We also want to make sure that our wellness practitioners are available too to be able to join us in the metaverse and the development of the metaverse because our bodies aren't used to this type of technology. On an ocular level, on an anatomical level, what happens to the human body that spends this much time in a virtual space? What happens to our minds? What happens to our experiences? When we spend enough time in the metaverse through our dreams, do we now dream in the metaverse as well? Do we think about things that happen in the metaverses? Do you see what I mean? Do we think about the, what's happened? So there's a whole lot to consider in the seven standards of the metaverse. So, 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 so you believe these seven standards, if followed, we are not saying they are perfect yet, but at least we are saying these seven standards, if followed, would at least make the metaverse as similar to the real world as possible, where people will feel more included, more part of a community, and at least feel more positive compared to the sort of view that many people have that this is some sort of dystopian society that is about to unveil. Tell me more. When you tell people about the metaverse, they just feel like hmm, that is another technology that is coming out that is going to force people to abandon the real, like, reality, right? Because they feel like the reality is, this current reality is either too boring or too painful for them, and they would escape into that. So I think this particular seven standards, to an extent, would make people feel safer to be part of it, first. And secondly, it doesn't really sell the extended reality or metaverse as something that is alternative to reality just sells it like you said as an extended part of reality that can be used to amplify the real reality that would not make us lost from humanity and the environment as you've said is this correct it's correct so when we look at that i think what happens is when we talk about the metaverse first Let's kind of go back into our, our, our more colloquial understanding that Neil Stevenson, when he coined the term metaverse based on a novel called Snow Crash. Yeah. That's that's one aspect in the version how some people believe that the metaverse will be. The other one I would say that they would take from, let's say, Ernest Klein's Ready Player One Oasis, uh, the ontological anthropocentric simulation immersive system. And then you take the next one, which would be uh, let's say Roddenberry's holodeck on Star Trek. Those are three totally different types of versions of a metaverse in which the Oasis and the Roddenberry, we are far away. Neil Stevens, it's interesting. We would probably be almost more closer to that than I think the, 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 the two latter. But here's the deal that what will we use this ecosystem, this emerging ecosystem for? Is it for dystopian consideration and hideaway? Is it to be able to carry out utopian thoughts and libertarian wonderment? Will people want to form decentralized and centralized governments within these environments? 
Do people want to stray and move away from fiat currencies and only use crypto assets for commodities and goods and products? Well, the reality based on what we're seeing now is yes. I see that happening with nascent virtual worlds where I easily see blockchain and can see more real estate acquisition happening in these virtual worlds, but start to look at cohabitation of these virtual nascent worlds to where blockchains will be used, proof of work, stake, history, proof of loyalty, all that. You'll see these blockchains being used, but then the next thing that you're going to see on there is once buy, sell, and trade ecosystems have been established, then you'll start to see a greater use of community. Now that people own their land, they've built on top of their land, they've created an ecosystem of buy, sell, and trade crypto assets, the natural next step is governance. And then that's where you'll start to have decentralized and centralized virtual governments that are going to be developed within the metaverse and how are physical governments and actual governments going to regulate the virtual governments that's comprised of people from around the world. Let's touch on Gadabas, which is like one of the biggest events that happen, metaverse-related events right now. Um, what is Gadabas about? Why did you create it? And what sort of impacts does it currently make? Sure. I created Gadaverse because I realized that community is the heart of the metaverse. It's the, it's the middle of it. And I realized that it wasn't enough just to have the stand, seven standards of the metaverse, but I needed to wrap a vehicle around it. And that's what it is. So I, it's a call to arms of the heart to be able to get people that have been building and have a care for humanity for standards and to see if they wanted to have something to say about it. And it turns out that uh, not only did many people show up to want to say something about it, but corporations also wanted to help uh, sponsor it. You know, our good friends with Meta and our good friends, our really good friends at HP when it comes to education. Um, and there's more that in our community partners, you know, Virtual World Society and Blacks in Technology, which is a huge major organization, and Linux Foundation, and so many other different platforms that wanted to come together to really help support and be part of Gatherverse, uh, not necessarily just to get their voice heard, uh, but to be supportive, to be able to say that we stand for these seven standards of the metaverse, and we really want to you know, be part of it. And from there, we have a host of events that are happening this year. We have an incredible music summit that we're holding on July 19th. And we have a great uh, sports summit, athletic summit that we're having August 2nd. And then we have a slew of summits that were happening uh, that are going to be happening in September 3WE, which is a Web3 sustainability. All these are looked at from the lens of the seven standards of the metaverse. Each event and we have the Latin Summit that's happening in September. We have the Gatherverse EU Summit that's happening in September. We're getting ready to announce, although we've already launched live, which a lot of people have already heard about, um, just from the few people that I've talked to prior to and the people that know about it, they know that it's going to be probably one of the, I think the Virtual Symposium may be one of the biggest events that we've had for the Metaverse so far, so far to the numbers. There hasn't been a bigger, there hasn't been a bigger XR Metaverse-based event this year than Gatherverse. Gatherverse was the biggest one that's happened so far, virtually. There hasn't been a bigger one so this year. There just hasn't. And so, uh, frankly, I don't think there will be another bigger one that'll happen bigger than that this year, um, except for maybe with our EU that we're expecting high attendance in our virtual world symposium. 
I think the virtual symposium could be a game change. I do, because I really think a lot of people are going because we're going to be working with a lot of different virtual world destinations. So people can go in before the event. They can go look at all these different virtual worlds. They can go in during the event and after the event. We're going to be broadcasting a lot of places. I think that virtual symposium, I think that will be one of the biggest events that happens ever for the metaverse, just like Etherverse Summit. Thank you very much for that. So you, you're saying MMM, which is like music meets metaverse, AIM, athletics in the metaverse, and VWS, virtual world symposium. All those are under metaverse. Yes. Which one? Which one are you most excited for, Babatunde? Actually, MMM, music meets metaverse. Sincerely, that is the one I'm most excited about. Uh, that is the one. I actually I wanted to say I'm a big fan of MMM. I should talk a bit more on it. But you already spoke about it on that Gadavas. I kind of thought these were separate events from Gadavas because I understood what Gadavas was about. But I thought you were shaping this for specific ecosystems. So music new metaverse, maybe people are more interested in music and trying to attach that to the metaverse. But yeah, I see that almost everything is still trying to achieve the same goal, which is at the heart of technology is community and bringing humanity into that yeah the music's gonna rock it's we have some special announcements that we're going to be making uh we certainly invite anybody that wants to come and join us and we have a great list of speakers that are already forming and uh we're still bringing more speakers and uh talking to some and uh we're gonna have a really some it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty amazing I, i'm i'm really looking forward to you know exactly. really ramping up our marketing here uh this week and next week and, and more for that event because the event's really gonna it's gonna it's gonna be well attended by uh we are definitely anticipating thousands of people coming in um mm -hmm. from all different areas that are gonna really want to be part of the virtual summit so music meets metaverse let's talk about just that apart from every other event why that why, why that particular event i feel like with music it's 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 a force multiplier how does the music industry and how will it look in the metaverse from a humane lens perspective? And for me, that's just super important as someone that loves music so much and enjoys it. I want to make sure that, you know, one, and I have a huge desire just to put together a summit where it has to do with music in the metaverse. Two, there's the best look at it because we're talking about the opportunity for greater artist sustainability you know for them to be able to have you know reasonable salaries to create and do things that they you know that they love and care about so much yeah so i mean i i think you know the further we go into the metaverse a lot of the intentionality that's being developed today believe it or not by you know fleets of developers and designers is based on on music you know um the audio aspect of of the xr um, vertical, if you will, is has always been fascinating to me. It's not just what does the metaverse look like, but what does it sound like? What are your honest thoughts surrounding the hype around the metaverse? Especially um, what you think about Facebook's name change, because immediately Facebook changed their name to Meta. So it's as if people already in the ecosystem were not really making as much noise, or immediately Facebook changed their name, almost everyone knew instantly about the metaverse so what are your thoughts around the hype surrounding the metaverse do you think it's a bubble waiting to break do you think that name change is actually something that facilitated this particular conversation 
We become more virtual in the past 27 months than we have the past 27 years. Being that we're more virtual now, people are also wondering what else can we do within this metaverse? That's why we're seeing a prolific rise in NFTs and crypto assets. It's because NFTs aren't new. They didn't just come on the scene 20 or two years ago. The NFTs have been around since 2011 with BitDNS, counterparty color coins, Ethereum 2015, and then ERC standards 2017 plus. So it's nothing new about an NFT. They just became relevant and emerging. Zoom wasn't, Zoom didn't start March 20th, 2020, March, March 1st, 2020. Zoom was already on the scene. Hangouts and Blue Jeans and Google, all that was on the scene. It's just emerging. So I think a lot of people will think that the metaverse, the name is, is their hype, but it's not. It's, it's, it's a great name to be able to use for those that think it's hype to, you know, go read the old papers and, you know, there's a, there are millions of people that thought the internet was hype. Well, I guess they're wrong. There's millions of people that thought the iPad was hype. I guess they're wrong. Yeah. So a lot of, when the metaverse, the metaverse is no hype. It's, it's here, it's here. And so the change to meta that they made, meta saw which way the industry was going and what was forming. And then they made that change. Um, at an event last summer where over 400 people attended as NFTs in the metaverse. And that was before Meta changed their name. The reason we're calling it the metaverse is the same reason we would, we would say VRAR, but then we said, okay, let's just, let's just call it XR. We didn't always call it XR. XR is, XR is more new than the metaverse. The terminology of XR is more new than the metaverse. So is that hype? No, it's colloquial phrasing. The difference between XR and the metaverse is metaverse is more extensive. XR abides within the metaverse. The metaverse is not the next internet. The internet abides within the metaverse. There's a difference. Web3 and the metaverse are not one and the same. Web3 is the, one of the engines of the metaverse. It abides within the metaverse. And there's not metaverses, plural, and there's not proto-metaverse. There's only one singular metaverse. And everything abides that abides within the metaverse abides within that. But the metaverse itself is not bigger than the eco habitat. That's a whole different story. If, if you are saying there is one metaverse, who do you think creates that, operates that, enrich that, or who do you think control? I don't want to use control because obviously the whole point of the metaverse is to be centralized. I don't want to use control. But the main reason people say metaverses is because everyone is creating their pocket of metaverse that cannot communicate between each other. So when you say there's one metaverse, what exactly do you mean by that? A virtual ecosystem of communication and interaction. It's not ecosystems, it's an ecosystem. Singular ecosystem on this earth of communication and interaction virtually. That's the metaverse. Even Matthew Ball, who wrote this really well-known regarded paper on the metaverse, he had to go back and change his own stance on proto There's not proto-metaverses. I could have told him that. There's not multiple metaverses. People are like, oh, look, I, I'm building a metaverse. No, what you're building is something that is metaversal. You're building something that's metaversal, but you're not building a metaverse. It doesn't even make sense. And that's one of the things that I talk about when we talk about my peers that frankly don't know what they're talking about when it comes to defining the metaverse. They don't. 
when it comes to defining the metaverse versus, versus, versus those that do. It's not an, it's not new. And people say the conceptual metaverse, I would agree with that because we don't know completely what the metaverse is gonna be on a morphous scale. Not completely, even I don't. No one does. And naturally it's gonna change and shift just like every futurist in the world was out of a job March 1st. Because nobody, none of the future, I didn't see any futurist say, hey, the greatest disruption to technology that we've ever seen contemporary in our time will be a pandemic. That's not, no one said that. There's, oh, we're gonna be seeing this, we're gonna be seeing that. No, we're gonna see a pandemic happen. It's gonna be the great disruption and there's gonna be a virtual workforce that you've never seen before. We're gonna see We're gonna see platforms that, that were no longer relevant that have become some of the most relevant in our industry. We're gonna see a shift. Remember, technology moves at increments, shifts and leaps. We're going to see leaps, multiple leaps come out that are going to be changing towards civilization. Increments and shifts, increments and shifts don't change a whole civilization of technology. Leaps do. The internet, the cloud, metaverse. Leaps change technology. My iPhone update and my new tablet, desktop, laptop, that doesn't change civilization, but a, but a leap does. An increment and shift does not. I guess your unique view of looking at things usually end up answering the questions without those questions being answered because at the end of the day, with the way I look at the metaverse as separate, at least what we have now as separate entities, we don't really hold what I would be able to find it. So before I go to the next question, I would like you to define what exactly do you think the metaverse is because I think that's our biggest problem right now. People do not know how to define it. So we just have to define it as anything that anything that we can come up with that fits the particular scenario. From your own view, Christopher Lafayette, what do you think the metaverse is? A virtual ecosystem of communication and interaction. I, I think I need to try this out. So I, I guess the main reason most people say metaverses is because there are many virtual ecosystems of interaction, social interaction, even the massive interaction to an extent. I would say Fortnite is an example. Whatever Facebook is making is an example, Meta is an example. Whatever every single person in their own pockets, in their own universe is making is an example of a metaverse, at least from their own definition, right? So when we are saying one metaverse, what exactly do we mean by that? Do we mean a metaverse that would come a time when everybody chooses to synergize? Why are you saying even with this separation between each universes, they can still be turned as one metaverse. Well, the thing is, when we talk about one metaverse, and these are good questions, when we talk about the metaverse, a lot of people want to take the singular metaverse and metatraverse, meaning going from one virtual destination to the other, and to make it interoperable, meaning to be able to operate from one destination to the other. Exactly. That's when we start talking about metatraversal, but that's metatraversal singular. That's being able to operate within the singular metaverse, just like you would operate within a single singular universe. The metaverse isn't a multiverse. A lot of people take that because they think they know and they have no idea what they're talking about at all when it comes to this technology. Most people don't even understand what a hyper-realistic immersive simulated environment truly is. Most people don't even understand human factor ergonomic development. When we start talking about true fidelity, spatial science, perceptual science, cognitive fidelity, intentional fidelity, environmental fidelity, contextual fidelity. They don't understand that. All of a sudden, they're going to start to find what the metaverse is. They can't even come close to it, respectfully. So when we start talking about the singular metaverse and what happens within this singular metaverse, 
behoove us to say, okay, there's virtual reality, there's augmented reality, there's a different, I believe there's a virtual economy that's on its way. And then there's Web3, because within this virtual spaces, we have the way and the means to be able to secure assets and solidify ownership on a blockchain, which is virtual. The blockchain is not physical, the blockchain is virtual. We're able to distribute content and ledgered information and take ledgered accounting based on a blockchain. We're able to trade, we're able to trade assets and we have non-fundable tokens. We're able to sell these unique assets and we're able to store these assets in the metaverse our wallets but in the metaverse as well in the showcase and so when we talk about interoperability and we talk about meta traversing we have to realize the desire is for meta to come out with its own virtual world you talked about fortnite fortnite's a virtual world it's not a metaverse it's a virtual world roblox is a virtual world all space is a virtual world verbella is a virtual world when we start well, talking well, about what do you think takes them from virtual world to metaverse? What do you think that journey is that Meta has to take? No, no Meta, at least um, Fortnite has to take to move them from the tag of virtual world to metaverse. What do you think that journey is for them? Say that again, I'm sorry. What do you think the journey is for, let's say, someone in Fortnite, let's say the CEO was listening. Right? So, what journey do you think Fortnite needs to take to take them from just the virtual world into a metaverse? What do you think that journey is? What is that thing they are missing? What well, step the, is needs to take? That is the metaverse. The virtual world abides within the metaverse. Every time I send an SMS, a WhatsApp, or Signal, my Discord, even see two-dimensional, one-dimensional, three-dimensional abides within the metaverse. All of that, when we start talking about spatial computing, all of that collectively makes up the metaverse singular metaverse virtual worlds all of that is part of the metaverse it's not uh, my virtual world is a metaverse that's what i hear people say all the time i'm making a metaverse you're making a metaverse that doesn't even phonetically sound right it's not even accurate what you're saying is i'm making a virtual world or a virtual destination and it's part of the collective metaverse remember let's go back to my definition it's really simple the metaverse is a virtual ecosystem of communication and interaction. You communicate in this and you interact with it. Real simple. What humanity, what people tend to do is take something, from my understanding, even spiritually, they'll take something simple and make it complex. But true wisdom would have it that you take something complex and make it simple. And there's this abstract way of looking at the metaverse, but really there's a concrete understanding of what it should be and what it actually is. I just got done filming on LinkedIn. I'm doing a major, major educator course. We just got done filming some weeks ago and it's titled, What is the Metaverse? And it's a 14 segment educational course based specifically on what you and I are talking about now, because the, it goes, goes back to my human, it goes back to my seven standards how do you access the metaverse and you don't even know what it is? How do you access it consciously and you don't know what it is? And how do you access it consciously? You don't know how to go in. That's the thing. And so for me, I'm helping educate not only people outside of the operate outside of the metaverse and business industry, but people that operate and that have been building the metaverse in terms of how we describe it and how we look at it. Okay. So if I understand you correctly, although I still understand that my understanding might be a bit skewed, it's always from my own perspective. The metaverse already exists, so it's not really about someone claiming that they are creating the metaverse now, or someone saying 
this is the metaverse and that isn't. It is every virtual thing that currently exists now exists in the metaverse and the metaverse is like that cap over everything. It is that supreme virtual existence that already exists, but we are trying to make it better. Did I get that in correctly? You, ju- you just said it perfectly. What you just said, perfect. Now you can have an appreciation based on what you said that the internet it's not the next internet. The internet the internet is not all these other virtual ecosystems. The internet's not that. Yes, we have WebGL, WebXR, but the internet is not that. The internet abides within that over-encompassing metaverse. That's, 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 you just said it. And I think a lot of people should hear that. I think, I think you expressed that well, actually. Now you can take what you just expressed. Now you can have a better appreciation that the internet abides within it. Web3 abides within it. All these technologies abide within the metaverse, these virtual technologies. It's a collective virtual, collection of virtual functions and a collection of micro ecosystems that abide within this massive one singular ecosystem. Just like a garden has many different plants and vegetables. It's one garden. No one says, hey, look at all my gardens, unless there's a garden here and over there, it's like a little different. But if you have one big garden, now you're going to say, look at my garden. And within this eco habitat, you have tomatoes and lettuce and, and onions and, pota- and potatoes. And you have, you know, a, 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 a cabbage. But guess what? All technologies abide within the great eco habitat. XR flanked by VR, AR, AI flanked by machine learning, deep learning, smart bots, chat assistants, FinTech, blockchain and crypto assets and NFTs. All of these technologies are growing and scaling, what happens when they pair together? That's the merge pairing. Guess what? Also within the eco-habitat, the metaverse. Your definition is more mature than any other person admits. Like your definition of the let metaverse. Me, let, me, let me put this on the record since I'm, I'm saying this on record. The majority of technologists that walk the face of this earth, they don't know how to define the metaverse like I do. And I say that in all humble, in sincerity, one, here in Silicon Valley and elsewhere, I've been exposed to a lot of technologists. I was raised by technologists. I intimately understand what the metaverse is more than most people. I don't care if you're at Accenture, you're at Meta, you're one of these companies are building. Just because you, someone gave you a title doesn't mean you know what you're talking about. The majority of the people do not know what they're talking about. 98% of the world does not know what the metaverse is. There are technologists that I know that have a great understanding of it and whom I have great regard for, for what they know. When it comes to extended reality, they know it better than me. I can't carry their lunch. There's some really, really brilliant technologists out there that work at MetaHP, uh, that work at Unity and Unreal. There's incredible technologists that I don't I have no idea some of the things that they're looking at but when it comes to the metaverse and defining it me as an emerging technologist that I do understand now I think so what you've explained we already understand what the metaverse is at least definition from your perspective I keep saying from your perspective so that we don't offend other people out there because I'm sure they are willing to take torches and fire when we say they are really interested in that well, now we are saying from your, and I totally agree with most of the definitions that you give in sincerity. So, just to make sure we do not deviate from the main topic, which is the last question to so how do you subscribe and we build a safe, we can be the safe 
more inclusive, both in terms of you are black and I'm white, the sort of avatar that is made fits me and doesn't fit you, I'm more comfortable in this environment than you are. What is your thoughts on how we can create a safer and more inclusive metaverse as individuals first and as corporations like Meta and Co that are struggling so much to build the metaverse? What would be your advice to them that this is the way to think about it, guys, and this is the way I think you should go about it? I really appreciate that this is the last question that you're asking for at the end of our segment because I think it's the best question that I've heard. Yes. I've, one, I've really, I've really enjoyed our conversation. Um, here's what I would, here's the answer to that. You, you, you ask really good questions, Bubba Didi. Uh, Thank you. I, I do a lot of interviews, but this one is really, it's phenomenal uh, in a lot of ways. Here's, here's how I would answer that. This is one of the reasons why we have Gatherverse, because we need to gather and have real conversation because I do not think that there's a current universal prescribed way on how to move forward with the best practices for these companies to move forward with. And I believe we need to collectively get really, really smart people, people that really understand their business and we need to get professionals and we need to get in roundtable discussions and have intimate dialogue that's documented and that's shared and the tough questions are asked in these meetings and these sessions. That's why your question to me is so appropriate and that's why I call it Gatherverse because we gather thousands of communities, millions of people and bring them into the metaverse humanely but we gather to learn together and we come up with a better colloquial understanding. That is important. Because if we don't have a solution, then we can come together and we can make one. I believe that. That's been done through time as well. We've built great technology over the past 30 years, haven't we? Yeah, absolutely. Here's, here, here's the deal. We have mass shootings. We have wars. We have great death of disease. Guess what? We still have famine in this world. You ask yourself, of all the past 30 years that we've built to great technologies, and all of these things are happening in this world with climate, have we done enough? And the answer is, no, we have not. We've built great technology. We have multi-trillion dollar companies that are now technology platforms. And the reality is the world has gotten worse. It hasn't gotten better. Humanity first and what we build, it's important. Because the reality is, Baba Tende, yeah. we won't have a world to be able to ship anything to if we don't deal with these things now that's the selfishness of no no that's the selfishness of us as technologists that's part of the selfishness is that we we really like to build hack code develop make launch and sell but guess what we forgot about humanity we forgot about the ones that we're building this for we forgot about sustain if we don't do this Baba Tunde, what will we have look what's happening here in the united states and all the death look what's happening in nigeria we can make a difference I have to say, that was such a moving speech, Christopher. Thank you very much. And I agree with you. No matter where we are in our little corners of the world, creating solutions, creating technologies for people and end users, as long as we put humanity first, as long as we think about what it takes to be human and also preserve that through our solutions, then we would be on the right path. Please tell me if I'm right or wrong. From my own understanding of this, it is it's really about you and I. It's really about Meta or Fortnite creating. It's about everybody that will be involved in the Metaverse. Everyone that has things to lose or things to gain. It's about all of us, no matter what continent you are from, or no matter what color you are, what color your skin is. It's really about everyone coming to make that standard, everyone coming to gain that understanding and everyone coming to create that structure of safety together in 
a, an event like Gadavas, all of us coming together to make sure we create what we see as that, that dream that is worth fighting for together. Because that's describing a thing. That. Yeah, that's it, Papa Tunde. That's it. Thank you very much. I, I think I, I gained way more than I could have ever thought I would. Thank you very much for being on the podcast, Christopher. Babatunde, thank you for your gracious invitation for being um, for me being here as your guest, and I look forward to us being able to explore together. And I'm so happy that you're part of the Gatherverse community. Uh, you're you're a very um, valuable contributor to the dialogue that's happening in our industries, and we need more voices such as yourself. And I look forward to seeing great things happen with you. Um, you're definitely, as far as um, with the great talent that I see in Africa, uh, you're definitely one of them. The, the I think it's best leaders uh, that's driving the whole entire continent towards good practices of XR uh, and a voice. And I, I hope the best success for what you're doing. And I look forward to helping support what you're doing in the future. And I hope that everyone that hears this podcast will help support what you're doing. Thank you very much, Christopher. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, I look forward to speaking at more of your events and interacting more with you. Thank you very much for teaching me a lot tonight. Peace be with you. I'll Peace see you. Take care. Bye-bye. And that marks the end of this episode of XR Atlas Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you learned as much as I did. XR Atlas Podcast will not just be focusing on XR alone. I would also be bringing guests from related technologies such as AI, IoT, blockchain to speak on key issues. Please feel free to share this podcast and episode with your friends and family. So the next episode, keep learning. Once again, my name is Fatai Babatunde and I'm happy to have you listen.